The following Roadshow podcast contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. Rowers tend to use invective and colourful language to explain even the simplest points. This Roadshow podcast is no exception. Welcome to The Roadshow. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, crucial role in South Africa. Passion. Great. Passion. Fiction. Ultimate goal. Glory. Relentless training. Pain. Pain. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another awesome episode of The Rose Show. As always, it's myself, Lawrence Britton, and with me... Jake Green, and today we haven't done this in a really long time, and uh, you know, it's really exciting, but today we're going to be talking, uh, bringing you another Regatta Madness episode, talking about, you know, the Euros 21 in Varese that have just happened over the weekend. So good to see some racing again, and I must say it was, you know, the racing was really tops, and this is officially the opener to the 2021 racing seasons that's going to take us to the Olympics. Yeah, and I mean, we're doing some uh, some research and, and just getting our, our prep done for the episode, and actually in the last 20 months, we've only had the European champs of last year. So since 2019 World Champs, we've had two European champs, so we really have been strapped for racing. We haven't seen anyone coming down the track, and even last year's European champs wasn't like uh, as big as, as this year. I feel like this is a much bigger regatta. It's got more people there. The British are there, and yeah, it seemed uh, really, really exciting and really cool to to finally have some some good racing and getting excited for, for the Olympic Games later in the season. Um, I think to to start the, this this episode off, I think we're going to just uh, jump into a little bit about uh, Jake and Lawrence because a lot of people have been messaging us asking what we're up to and asking about Lesotho and, and how our training's going. So we thought we'd just give you guys a little update of uh, what we're up to. So do you want to kick that off, Jake? Yeah. So guys, we you know for for us we we train with the South African national team and we are also in the throes of you know Olympic selection racing and. And, uh, you know, really high-stakes stuff here at home. So we haven't been as busy as we usually are, just, you know, for Lawrence and I to cope better with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, the racing and the selection. But, yeah, we've been we've been doing a set of races at home, you know, just testing our speeds among the group. And, of course, you know, for us, travel is very difficult being at the southern tip of Africa. So um, we've been, you know, setting up some simulation two-kilometer racing, and we've had some cracker races amongst ourselves. It's not as, you know, ideal as, you know, racing against people overseas, but, you know, you have to adapt. And, you know, for, for us, we've had, you know, a really good uh, season to up until this point. And I would say, I don't know what Lawrence thinks, but, you know, Lesotho is really, you know, the backbone of, uh, of our training that's been coming through. Yeah, so uh, the South African team has been coming up to Lesotho since 2013. And, yeah, it really is such an amazing place. Uh, really remote, uh, really difficult there's not much up here at all Mm -hmm. you know we're not uh, in a big city or or anything we ride in the in the mountains really remote um but been amazing and i mean we're spending extra time this year up here because uh we're obviously not traveling usually we go across to do pedaluco in italy or you know one of the the first world cup or something but uh, obviously that's a bit difficult to get to so we've been spending more time so we did three weeks in the suit last month we went home for for two weeks a bit of racing and yesterday or Sunday, we, we, we went back up to the to the Lesotho Mountains. So we all set up here 
and ready for another big big camp and hopefully we'll find out uh, what kind of boats and, and what kind of selection the coaches will make in the next few weeks and things will start to to settle down from the selection point of view and we can just get on with uh with the big training and yeah. then depending on how that goes uh the some of the team will go for late qualification in switzerland and then to that world cup to in this this the, that week after switzerland so, so yeah hopefully you guys will be seeing us soon and uh, we cannot wait to get ourselves involved in some racing overseas that's been far too long for us and uh yeah i mean we're really excited to to get, head overseas again and test our medal against the rest of the world yeah and i must say i row because of the racing like uh you know that's what i enjoy enjoy testing the limits and putting myself out there and then really getting the 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 results and, and racing the, the other best uh, other best people in the world and that's for me what's exciting I mean, you know when you've got a whole year of training without uh, any competition is mm. is really difficult i find it a little bit monotonous and yeah just uh it's been good i mean yeah, we I have had done the, good training we really ramped it up that lockdown period was tough i mean i know yeah. for people around the world so it's just uh it's immediate like uh, you know if you just take a snapshot of this time now and this time last year last year we were just going into lockdown training and like it's a completely different feeling you know the energy and the the focus and the purpose in uh you know your work and your craft and and it's like makes a big difference you know those those ergo sessions you're really willing to put your body on the limit because you know you're going to be going overseas and getting put through the ringer and uh stuff that it is it's it's is the most rewarding part of the sport Oh yeah, and then uh, some of our our patrons are asking if we have a, a flat water filter for our, our <laughs> Instagram posts uh, up in Lesotho. And no, the the water here has been unbelievable. Uh, we're on a monster dam. The Katsi Dam feeds the whole of uh, Johannesburg and Pretoria with their with their water. So it was a big project that they they built up here uh, many years ago. And we've been coming up here. The dam is about fifty kilometers long, but it's very narrow. So it's really sheltered from the wind and on the good days it is absolute glass and amazing. And uh but we do get big thunderstorms. There's a lot of rain here. Obviously, that's why they built the dam because uh, it can fill up quite quickly. Yeah. So the the rain can really chase us off the the lightning and and and, and bad weather can uh, force us onto the ergs. But we've been really lucky last camp and hopefully this camp will be the same. And as winter starts for South Africa, this place can get quite cold. So hopefully we survive uh, as the temperature yeah, starts to drop but definitely. Uh, so far so good so far so good and you know maybe you know let's let's move on to the racing internationally and uh, finally we are back ladies and gentlemen and uh, like Lauren said earlier we've only had one regatta since Linz 2019 and we did have Europeans and it's good to see the GB team but still the rest of the world hasn't appeared on the racing circuit yet and it's going to be really interesting to see if there are countries racing at the later World Cups because uh, no one knows with COVID and, and the quarantining and, and whatnot, like that's a big element that's going to affect people's traveling plans. And I really, really do hope to see, you know, the, the Canada, USA, New Zealand, Australia um, and us overseas at some point. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's really complicated because, you know, the risk of traveling obviously gets goes, goes right up with the COVID and then the quality of the training or the preparation that you can get at some of the countries so for instance uh you know uh, may i think it's it's eased up a little bit i think we're not going to have to go through this but imagine having to travel to switzerland and then quarantine in your hotel for two weeks no training no water 
and then get in your boats and get try and get ready for a, yeah. a, a late qualification or a World Cup. That's kind of a waste of time. So you know, if if that happens, then I don't think we're going to see any of these countries, apart from late qualification, coming down the track. Mm. And but if they can get around that and you know maybe still quarantine, but still but have access to the water, then it makes the trip a little bit more worthwhile. Yeah. And and we'll see what's happening. But even the racing that we saw this weekend, we saw a lot of changes. And I think a lot of it is due to COVID. A lot of yes. people have struggled through the, the the quarantines and the racing and others have managed to to bat it out quite easily. So we saw a lot of changes on Yeah, that. and it's it's a new dynamic. I mean, like on top of the, you know, rowing is when you get to this part of the season is really stressful. There are a lot of pressures and there are a lot of things happening. But this COVID it's like an over it's an overarching layer that's, you know, that we have to deal with and we cannot control. And like it's difficult because you know, the, there's things that happen in your country, you know, you cannot, it's not like your, your sporting code is in charge of that, like the rules and the regulations and infections, like it's tricky. So that's going to, that's going to be difficult for athletes to deal with. It's yeah. like managing their training when the, the things get bad in their country or avoiding getting sick. Yeah. And like for, for us, for instance, like we think, oh, you know, it's we're such a small group. I'm sure we'll be able to like get the vaccine some way, but you know, if the country's not on, uh, doing uh, enough and getting enough uh, vaccines out then there's no way you have no we have no control over it so yeah. I mean, it's unlikely that that we'll get the uh, vaccine anytime soon they're still on uh, medical staff and uh, medical personnel so i think we far down the list yeah of importance so it's uh, it's really tricky and i see some of the other countries are managing to get it so i think the the whole thing there's a there's a lot of little elements at play and i think it's going to be just just making uh, this year a little bit more interesting, a bit more exciting, and uh, maybe not in the right way for some of the athletes. Yeah, of course. And then maybe enough a bit about you know chatting about COVID. And another thing that was really cool to see on the weekend was actually you know from looking at our results, the weather was fantastic. I mean the the spread of times and percentages were very very close, which means that the conditions throughout Sunday um, for the Olympic events were really uh, you know they were really similar and, and like it's always good to see and i was worried about it because at the european qualifiers a week before it was pumping that to postpone a day because the weather was so bad and varese can get really windy so i was a bit worried that uh that the racing was going to be a bit uh, a bit crazy but actually finals day was pristine it pristine, was absolutely yeah. dead flat a little bit of ripple from the from the warm-up crews across the across the track but it was so good so I think we should go straight into the top performer of the day. Um, so we did the numbers, we crunched the numbers, uh, did the percentages against world record times. Uh, we have all the numbers. And if you want these numbers, uh, head on over to our Patreon account. Uh, all our Patreons get access to the spreadsheet with all the, the percentages and data. So top performer of the day is men's quad as usual. And what's interesting about the men's quad is a bit of a switch up from the probably, I would say, the most dominant crew from 2019 World Champs, uh, the Dutch men's squad, and Italy came back with fantastic form and they've taken uh, the title of European champions in the men's squad. I cannot believe, I cannot believe this result. You know, yeah. if you'd asked me before the regatta, like, you have to put all your money safest on one bet. event yeah. on your what is the safest bet? A hundred percent, I would have said Dutch quad. That's the that's that's where you put your money because that's uh, they have the the highest chance of winning. And then 
they coming down the track, Italy moving up on them and just having no response. And every time they try to move back, Italy closed them down. I don't think they had the best race. And I think we'll see them uh, come a bit stronger in the, in the second half of the season because, you know, their time, their percentage was not that high. It wasn't like both crews were, yeah. were way out the front. Italy won the, the, the prog sheet and then, uh, or the percentage sheet and then the Dutch were just a little bit behind. So I still think that they have a little bit of, of room to to move up but what a race from italy yeah i can't believe that and they topped out the sheet at 97 one that's a 641 it's pretty quick uh, in flat conditions for sure yeah and you know what's that, that that italian men's squad has got some real pedigree in there and i know in the past they have battled with injuries which is you know which is really difficult to deal with an athlete especially when it you know affects their crew but I mean, this Italian men's squad is, is is has been really good in the past at points, but you know their form has been a bit up and down. Um, but I mean, if you are going into the Olympic season after a lockdown, um, and then you go away with a performance like that, where the thing is though, they know the the Italian men's squad know that because the Dutch are the world champions, that gives them more confidence compared to a lot of other events where the continentals are strong performers. So. That's a lot of confidence for the Italian men's squad going forward, saying, okay, we beat the world champions. How do we make sure that we solidified this performance going forward? Yeah, because there's not really a lot of uh, crews missing. I mean, the only big one is the, the, the German quad. I don't know why they didn't race uh, this weekend. I mean, they're Olympic champions, and you know you always expect them to have a, a good yeah. showing. Um, but they, they weren't there. But I mean, yeah, that's, as you say, they're up against the world champions. They know that if they're winning this race, they, they, they're putting themselves right up there in the mix. And yeah. also good from Italy, usually a bit slower in the beginning part of the season. Often they, they struggle a little bit. Some of the other boats you could see just uh, in the, the, the back of the, 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 the field or the back of the medals in the A final. So I'm yeah. sure we'll see them pick up as we, we get to the big events. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, if we, if we look at the top performing event, which was the men's quad, following qu- close behind that, um, that was a difference of 0.03%. At 97.3 HS, the uh, lightweight women's double... And again, Italy upsetting Dutch favorites in the race. And the Italian lightweight women's double had a really good performance taking the win for that event. Again, I would have put my money on the Dutch combination of Ilse Paulus and uh, Marika Kayser. And they came away with the bronze medal. GB, big mention for them getting the silver. And the Italians leading the charge in a lighty women's double. Yeah, I mean, that's outrageous. So Italy have the two top performers of the day. And I mean, there's nothing separating those. I mean, that's, that's literally 0.03%. Yeah, it's, it's really close. It's so minuscule. It's not even uh, worth uh, chatting. It's basically level. So it's uh, really interesting. And yeah, I mean, the Dutch must be pretty sour with it- Italy right now, you know, coming home and having their two top, uh, top boats uh, missing out on, uh, on medals to Italy. Uh, obviously that's going to be a grudge match that we see play out uh, later on in the, in the, in the season. Yeah, and um, again, another event where obviously the, the big news is that, you know, with Zoe McBride retiring from the New Zealand team, that's going to be quite a big change up in the lighty women's double over there. Um, and it's going to be interesting because, I mean, New Zealand won, I would say, quite comfortably in 2019 lighty women's double. Um, obviously, you don't know what's happened in the last couple of uh, the, the, the big period of the lack of racing. And Will the New Zealand lighty double be as fast as they were at World Champs? And how will that factor up against what's just happened now? 
Yeah, I think it's uh, so sad to see Zoe. Uh, Zoe take a, take it off and 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 retire from the sport. It's, it's uh, she's such an athlete, and we had such a cool chat with her. One of our early episodes, actually, of the Rose Show, and uh, what a beast! But yeah, really, really sad to to see her go. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. Um, I don't think that they're going to go for the lighty lighty women's double. Mm. I think her, her teammate has gone into the the women's quad. Is Jackie Kittle? Jackie Kittle's like the third fastest. Was third in the in the sculling trials for New Zealand. Oh, that's gonna be really uh, interesting. So I think yeah. she's gonna go into the the women's quad and race as a heavyweight for the season because that's a better chance for her than trying to find a new uh, lightweight partner. So I yeah. think uh, that'll be interesting to see. Well, hopefully we get to see in the New Zealand team at some stage in, in the World Circuit because they have a massive. Um, uh, their massive presence in the in the rowing events, and maybe yeah. chatting about the you know the third place on the top performing lists there with the women's double going with you know the the top performer silver bronze here, and uh, you know third best performing event on the weekend was the women's double, um, and Romania. I mean, I I, I, re- I watched this race you know in my preparation, and what a dominant performance from that Romanian double. And, you know, they lost out to New Zealand at the last World Champs in a really close race. And uh, I think for them, they want to push the standard and, and keep their mind on that gold medal. And in front, it looked like they took the race from right at the scruff on the neck and just kind of pushed themselves out there into the gold medal spot and really kind of try to, from me watching it, it seemed like they were trying to put on the best performance that they could have put on irrespective of what was happening around them. They really looked like they were just doing their thing and yeah. they had a really strong performance getting the gold there. I thought we saw that in a lot of actually, a lot of the winning crews, like very internal. And I think maybe we're going to see that a little bit going forward because obviously people have been training by themselves. There hasn't been that much racing. So if you're going to perform on your own, you have to make it all internal. You have to kind of focus on your own boat, on your own mm. race and, and not really give a shit about what everyone else is doing around you and dish up your best performance. And I think we're going to see that a little bit more uh, as we go. And especially from these uh, from the outside of mm. uh, Europe, these guys that haven't raced uh, anyone else for, for, for months. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's just a, a reaction to the outside conditions of COVID really trying to focus in and, and keep yeah. isolating and, and really... Drive but, on your own performance. And then, I mean, you spoke about the, the percentages being really close, but, I mean, they are really close. So if you take out the top two and the bottom two percentages, the middle 10 races are all within a percentage. 1% between um, third place and 12th place. So it's it's really, really impressive to have uh, the field that close, and it makes it really interesting to look at the numbers, and can you can really take a, take a lot from the... Uh, from the numbers and 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 see how close it was. So yeah, really really cool. Yeah, and oh, it's so awesome to to have racing again, Jake. I, can't, yeah. I still am so excited. Uh, you know, have to to sit down and and put on the world rowing and watch it live and see these races come down the track. It was so cool. Yeah, no, it is it is good to be um, back with a bit of familiarity, and then maybe moving on to the next talking point, getting through the performers. Biggest upset of the day. Let's talk about it. We have kind of mentioned, you know, what happened with the men's quad, but Lawrence, what happened? What happened? happened? Well, let's, uh, the men's quad was, that was a big upset. And the next big upset, men's eight. What happened? What has happened? What has happened? Because, I mean, Germany, obviously, like expectations for them to win. Not only they didn't win, they didn't manage to fall on the podium. They came fourth. And I can't remember the last time that they missed out on the, you know, the medal no, podium. I can't even remember the last time they got a bronze. 
it's either first or second basically for them yeah. if they if they either uh yeah they never not on the podium and then they either they gave it like they went out way too hard mm. took out everyone first 500 and i mean there's always that theory that if the eight wins to the 500 it's it's going to win to the finish line because getting it up to speed is so difficult and holding speed is is much easier but i mean they were really suffering in that uh, last like six seven hundred meters yeah uh, the germans were not looking their slick sharp selves that they they usually look and i think they were pretty rattled from the even from the race for lanes earlier on the week because i think like that's the only reason why they would go out so hard they obviously were feeling a bit of the pressure got a bit of the pep talk and uh you know got told with some purpose take this thing by the scruff of the neck yeah, and I then the yeah. juice ran out. I think that might be a good indication of the, maybe the effects of COVID because yeah. the one thing I can think of is that obviously they've struggled with you know COVID. Maybe there's been an infections. Maybe it's just been difficult to coordinate it with whatever's happening in Germany, which is real shame. But, you know, I have no doubt that, you know, we might see a different German aid going forward. And there is still a bit of time from now until the Olympics but, you know, talking about the men's eight, we've got to say, you know, the the GB8 that won, yes, they rode bloody well. What it a performance so from slick. them. Really, really, really slick. slick. And I think, you know, it might be going into just talking about the GB squad overall. R- looks like they're returning back to really good form. And, you know, they performed the best uh, um, of the day in the Olympic events. And, you know, the men's eight coming back on, on song there with a fantastic win. Um in the in the men's eight in yeah, the men's eight race, uh, and I also enjoy it. Like I enjoy seeing them them strong as well. I mean, we always so used to seeing them strong, but it's it's nice when those old athletes, you know, they've been through a pretty rough uh, last few years. You know, uh, after Rio, most of the team retired, and they've kind of struggled on. And then uh, Jurgen retiring, um, Christian Falco retiring, their two top coaches, and now having like a complete re- uh, shift in coaching the year of the Olympics, mm. uh, it can't be easy, but they've obviously taken on the challenge and, and really re- re- uh, risen to it because, and they've obviously managed to to have good training uh, behind the the COVID curtain and, uh, you know, managed to to dish up some good stuff because that was good rowing. You can see they've been on the water. You can see that they've uh, spent a lot of time in that boat and yeah, really slick for for, for them to win. And I still, I'm, I'm still a bit shocked though because like, you know, it was, the Briti- the Germans went out like crazy took the race and you're like cool this is the german eight we used to seeing even though yeah. even martin cross uh, the commentary was just like oh here we go we knew that they were they were just stuffing around in the race for lanes uh this is what we kind of expect and then the wheels started to come off and it's suddenly like oh they actually might not win this and mm. that just doesn't we don't never see that in the eight yeah um and yeah, I mean, like, especially, I'm sure they must really chuff because imagine going through the, you know, the third, fourth, 500 and you're just seeing that the, the German boat, you know, off their side just starts coming past you and must be such yeah. a big momentum and just mental boost, um, especially in the eight where the, the boat's so long. Like, it's it takes you ages to row through a boat like that. I know, and like, you must, they must have been, yeah, they must have been uh, really reveling in the, 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 the motivation or the you know the energy coming through from uh, moving through the Germans because also the eight's moving really quick so you you batting out those uh, checkpoints you know the five hundreds the two fifties really quickly and now suddenly you're moving through uh, your biggest rival and I mean you could there to take the win and I think in the eight whilst you're talking about the eight let's also talk about the Dutch because yeah. 
the Dutch have been obviously they they have the big Instagram page. They post everything up. Uh, we see all their training and and everything. And you know, I think people thought they were maybe going to be a bit quicker than what they were. Yeah, and I think you know, for the Dutch, they the race they the the performance they put out at the World Champions in 2019 was a phenomenal performance. They were really close to Germany, and you know, just that race in itself, it was a bloody fast time and. That Dutch age, you looked at that Dutch age and you go, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this next cycle going for the Olympics in the eight, you know, Germany favorites, but, you know, the Dutch eights are really on hot on the heels. And funny enough, the GB eight, they did take, um, they d- I think they took the bronze, but I did, they did take the bronze. And you you would have said that the Dutch eight would have been the, the guys to come and challenge the men's, uh, the Germany in the men's eight division. But... You know, they seemed like they had a bit of a tricky tricky race and you could see that they were disappointed with the, the performance just looking at the body language after the race. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know. I, they also do some like some really strange stuff. So they posted that thing the other day where they put uh, a motorboat engine on their boat, two motorboat engines by the cocks to lift the boat speed up so the athletes could feel the speed of, of rowing in a quicker boat because I, I mean, it's, it's not an unusual thing to do... Uh, like, you know, if you're in a pair, we often all row a four to fill the, the the quicker boat to learn how to turn the, the boat a little bit quicker and yeah. get on it. And when you're in a four, you can do it in an eight. But when you're in an eight, you're in the fastest boat already. So you can't really do that. So obviously they were looking for a way. But I also think that that's too complicated. That's making rowing, mm. you know, rowing doesn't, rowing is really bloody hard. Why are you trying to make it even more complicated, yeah. even more, uh, you know, more stuff, adding more stuff to it. So I, when I saw that, I thought, no, this is uh, this is a bit dangerous and, and this could easily backfire. Yeah. You know, like there's a chance it can pay off and, and you come away with uh, with more speed, but more than likely it's uh, it's going to hurt you. Well, we'll, we'll see what, what what comes forward. You know, things things can change. And also, you know what's interesting about the men's aid? I mean, we've gone, we've spoke about the Dutch and the GB guys, but you know, Romania getting that silver medal. Did you see how excited they were with that medal? You know that they they were in the B final at the at World Champs in 2019. B final, they won the B final. They haven't qualified for the Olympics in the men's eight, and getting a silver medal at the European Championships, racing against the best eights in the world, is a huge achievement for them. And I know it's a young team that men's side, so they must be also over the moon with a performance like that. Because imagine the confidence going into late qualifications placing silver medal I just think we're we, we heading to a, a cracker race and actually currently I feel like the the, the men's it could be the biggest uh, or the most exciting event come uh, the Tokyo Olympic Games because not only now you have Romania showing real strength and speed and still need to qualify New Zealand have put all their cookies into the eight yes. so they said that they think they can win the eight yeah. so they've taken their top athletes even from the pair Marianne Blake uh, from the pair, silver medal pair that you have, they're really going well. They they on the money. Now we're not raving in the pair anymore. You guys are going into the eight. So that is, I think that's monstrous. Uh, a it's going to be a monstrous. It's going to be when 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 the the forces collide in the men's eight at some stage. There's going to be massive fireworks. And but even I just qualifying for this thing, qualifying is gonna be, New Zealand. Is gonna be How many people qualified to late qualifications in there's the eight? Two, two. two spots, and so you're going. You know, you have to race New Zealand, and you have to race Romania. Yeah. You just got a silver medal now. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a humdinger. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. And I mean, if you move on, I think uh, women's four and women's eight. I thought they were 
tricky boats boat classes to watch this regatta because we're missing so many big yeah. names. You know, if you look at world champs, uh, even in all the women's sweep events, you're missing half of the the A final basically with USA going out, uh, Canada going out, New Zealand and uh, Australia. You know, these are the, that's the top four from yeah. uh, the women's pair. That's the top three from the the women's eight. No, top four. Top four from the women's yeah. eight. So it's 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 really tough tough to to read anything into these events because they they got uh, missing the the big names the the a final at um yeah the a final at uh the world champs in 2019 you had you know winning for the women's eight new zealand winning australia second usa third canada fourth and then the first european nation coming through there's gb with the fifth so but i would say though just looking at the numbers Despite the fact that you are missing a lot of the continentals have such a big presence on the women's side. What's interesting on the numbers is that, you know, the 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 women's eight, the four, and the women's pair that usually struggle a bit when we look at these numbers, especially when it's just Europeans, they were actually more competitive than what they've been in the past. Well, they were closer, but they still were bottom of the field though. So the women's pair was second last, uh, women's eight, fourth, and, and women's... Uh, no, the women's pair was fourth. No, the women's pair was second. Oh, wait, I'm, uh, I'm on the wrong one. You are probably looking at Lintz or something. Oh, guys, there's so yeah, many there's numbers. There's so many yeah. numbers here, ladies I'm and gentlemen. I'm missing it out. Here. So no, actually, no, sorry, I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm looking at the wrong numbers. So they're right in the middle of the of the field, though. Women's pair was pretty good, but talking about women's pair, Helen Glover coming back. back. Polly Swan together. You yes. know, these two are world champions already. Mm. And, you know, Helen Glover is Olympic champion. I mean, she was unbelievable. And that's, I know, mean, that episode of her, my mind is still blown. I've never ever, we've never spoken to anyone that didn't even know about rowing. They, they, the time from finding out about what rowing is to Olympic champion, that's the shortest amount of time anyone we've, uh, anyone yeah, we've ever very, spoken the, to by the far. fastest rise in the sport. And, you know, they, they won the gold, first gold for GB Women's Rowing in 2012, home ground. They won a gold again in Rio, back-to-back. And Helen Glover's decided that she wants some more and she's coming back for 2021. And I think she's got to be a really strong force because despite, you know, I mean, obviously the Continentals are going to be a big factor in this, but despite that, she did post a very competitive time. And her and Polly... Are a proven combo that works. Oh, so it's awesome. It's also see back. Also, I, I remember back when we spoke to her, and they were saying, "Oh, like we're talking about her retiring from the sport in uh, in 2016." And she was like, "No, don't talk about it like that. That's, I haven't. Re- I haven't." Yeah, she did. She hey, said, she, she said did say she something like that. Doesn't want to say that she's officially retired because she never knows what's going to happen. But I mean, she was. She's had three kids. She's you know she's been on adventures because uh, yeah, they're all over she's the place uh, with her husband. So they, they've had a great time, and then suddenly. You know what? This uh, retired life's not for me. But I mean, I'm kicking back in. You think about the the titans that come as as crews develop. You get the titans. You know, Grace, uh, Grace and Kerry from New Zealand. You're talking about titans and the women's women's pair Oof. is going to be insane. I just hope that all of these the women's pairs that were in 2019 are, racing. are still oh. racing and they're not like go focus on the eight and don't double up. I really want to see. I really want to see them all uh, go for it because that that's still one of my favorite races. Uh, of 2019 was a women's pair. Um, you don't you don't see crews. They every single crew was absolutely flat out. Mm. The last hundred meters of that race was a dog show because people were just running out of the gears because there's nothing left in the in the tank. And you know that's awesome to see racing like that. 
and you're now adding another killer British crew. So it's it's going to be quite an event later and on. And so like the other women's players were doubling up. I don't think Helen and Polly will double up. So no. I don't think there's going to be doubling up. I think people are going to look at this and be like, listen, guys, you need to cash chips in here. Let's go for it. But then what do you do? Do you What if you're like Australia or Canada? Then do you not double up into the pen? You stay focused on the eight. eight because yeah. also the people that doubt, like if... Um, New Zealand doubles up in the pair and the eight and the others don't, then maybe they have a better chance of winning the eight. Shit, that's true. There's a lot happening here. The, and that's what I love about the, the women's side is the doubling up. It just adds another element into crew selection and, and racing and, and what kind of performance you will get. Okay, so moving on, Jake, what is uh, the races of the day? We always do that. And what is your race of the day? Yeah, you know, I think we're both going to agree on this one i think for me it was the men's eight for the, the the things i've mentioned and you don't see in the men's eight things like that happening very often especially at the highest level at the highest level they then less mistakes are made than any other part of the sport so you usually get clinical performances and and that kind of you know that deceleration in the end of the race with the german eight and what happened in the midst of the that blow up with GB and Romania coming through, it was it was a big upset. Not just you know Germany not winning, but the crews that did came through uh, come through and perform. It reminded me a bit about uh, the London Olympic Games in the eight, because mm. Germany got up and then the British cash all the chips and go all the way through through the middle of the race. They go into the the gold medal position, and then the the juice starts running out, and they they unfortunately only got the bronze there. So. Uh, you know, that's the last time I can think of like crews really blowing in the eight and yeah. uh, and struggling. But yeah, what a what an event! So for sure, top performer. Um, and then yeah, I think some smaller points that I wanted to you maybe just mention out there. I think it's good to see the Irish team, the rowing team. This last cycle, they've developed so many competitive boats. I know the double didn't have the best. Um, the men's double heavy didn't have the best. Uh, day at Europeans but lighty double with Paul um, and Fintan McCarthy flipping having a class performance they I mean, you know one of the few crews that were absolutely blitzed before come away with Europeans distinctive flat profile just steam train that thing through and come away with the gold medal and, and they have a new uh, lighted women's double as well yeah, they came fifth. They came fifth in the women's double. They haven't raced that at all. And not only did they come fifth in the lighty women's double, they were also in the lighty women's skull as well. So they have obviously a bit of depth. depth. Three of them racing there. So maybe we'll see a little bit of a shake up. And the women's four got a silver from Ireland. So that's good to see on the yeah. stage. And just on the women's four, you know, the Ireland, Ireland, and and the Dutch won. The Netherlands won that event. Ireland came through. Um, by 0.4 behind them. But behind them was another uh, four seconds to get to GB, three seconds. So that's a strong performance from Ireland. On it's the quite it's actually quite, quite incredible. I mean, if you think back to, to 2016, Rio. 2016, yeah, the Donovan's coming and through. And shock, uh, shock performance. You're like, what on earth and is going Sunita on? And even Sunita then wasn't, wasn't as, you know, she was there at the Olympics, but she wasn't No, she competing. wasn't dominant. She wasn't uh, dominant like she is now. And then since then, five years later, and it's now ridiculous. we're talking yeah. about, I mean, women's fours. We're talking about so Men's many double. events. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's really, really good cool. to see. And, um, oh, the women's double as well. There was, I mean, there's a lot of people missing. I mean, we talk about the Gladiator event, Lighted Women's Double, uh, and there were a lot of people missing. And it's hard to to read into anything. I mean, we had the Belarusians who were really fast in uh, 2019. We had uh, her, uh, the, the, the stroke girl was in the, in the single. So I don't know where her 
uh, yeah, Balgo's gone, injury maybe an injury or, or something like that. And yeah, so it's it's really hard to tell. There was it was quite a tight field as always. So I think we still just need to wait and and see for late qualification and for those World Cups to to come and to kind of get a better grasp of the yeah. the lighted women's double. I mean, this is at the end of the day, this is just an opener to the season and it's a European opener. So I just hope that we see the the guys from Oceania and the Americas rock up at one of these events because. You know, there has been talk about them staying and only racing Olympic Games, which is something that they might have to do. But, I mean, especially if you're an athlete, you want to race. Like, you do you do want to race at a World Cup. So, hopefully, we get to see um, what the rest of the world's, uh, how the rest of the world stocks up at some point. Yeah. So, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I think uh, we could uh, obviously keep chatting. But if you guys, if you want the, the numbers, if you want our prog sheet... Uh, just send us a message and go over to to our Patreon account, and we we happy to to share with everyone there. And if you think we missed anything, we know we missed stuff. We missed a lot, so let yeah. those messages come in. Let us have it. Let us know the the mistakes that we made, and uh, and let us know who you think we really should have spoken about. And oh, I wanted to talk about before we can before we finish off is. The medal ceremonies. Ceremony. Dude, favorite is world rowing doing? Yeah. I can't handle it. You know, you're trying to watch racing and you're trying to watch live and it was so awesome to watch live. And it was so awesome to have semifinals live, finals live, like two days of, of televised racing. And then you're trying to watch these finals and every six, seven minutes, you have to break it up and go watch 10 minutes of medal ceremonies. And I felt like COVID was such a perfect time to do away with the medal ceremony because you were like, oh, this is a risk. Yeah. We don't need it. And it's ridiculous. Unless you are the athlete or mommy and daddy, why would you want to watch that? Uh, it's also, it's like, just if you think about it, just from like, you know, the value of like your TV time, there's a lot of like, dead time there with people just standing waiting for stuff they need to cut that shorter and, and also like if you I just want the big one, events i just want a one minute two minute medal ceremony i don't feel like you should not have it but i feel like it should be Way lit. basically people should be running on there getting yeah. the medal getting off and then i feel like we should the rest spend of time that time should be interviewing interviewing i mean there's such cracker quotes coming out of uh, the athletes from their post uh, race chat why can't we just watch that live why do they have to do it off screen, writing it down and posting it on their like Twitter or, or onto their website. Why can't and we just see that live? And also, I just feel and like, like you're going to get such good content. No, you are going to get, get good content guys because just people have just killed themselves, killed themselves in the water. They're exhausted. Their emotions are emotions high. Emotions are high. And you know, you're going to chat to some guys. They're going to throw big spice on I the mean, race. And it's going to be amazing. I, I feel mean, like you're going to get such good quality. Everyone knows about the, the interview after the Olympic race where the Donovans gave that interview off the race. The reason that it's so fantastic is they've just, they're absolutely shanked and it's just wholesome content to watch. And that went viral. It helped put rowing on the map, not just for Ireland. And then the they did the nothing about it. And there's nothing like that in the sport outside of that Olympics. But they get it on a platter and then they're like, okay, cool. That was, that worked so well. Let's not do that again. No. <laughs> let's let's leave that out. So, yeah. I mean, that really pissed me off. I can't believe the, it. The and website. also, it's so unpleasant to watch oh, the website. The website is, is that's not working so well. They need to sort that. Just go back. Out. Just go back to the old, old website. website. We were happy with that. Please, for Jake's sake, with doing research, please, just the old <laughs> website. <laughs> makes It's it's difficult. Oh, okay, that's enough. Jake, 
if you guys have anything else to say about the medal ceremonies, do you guys enjoy them? Let us know. And uh, otherwise, we're out. We gotta go get. We gotta go get on for for our next session. Yeah. Going for a little paddle. For sure. Tops and guys. Yeah. Thanks. It was. It's great to back, be back on air talking about racing again. And have a fantastic day. See you guys soon. Sweet guys. We're out. Cheers. Cheers. Nice. Good stuff, Lawrence. Dude, that was fucking banger, dude. Good yeah, to be back, we Jake. Really on-